A wonderful Wednesday to each of you, and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. We are now in the month of February with just a few more games before the All-Star break. And as special as the Grizzlies season has gone, while there clearly is room for improvement when it comes to the from beyond the arc and at the free throw line for the Grizzlies to really get where they want to go this season. Plus previewing tonight's matchup in Madison Square Garden as John the Grizzlies take on the Knicks. That and much more on this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, and wherever you're watching, welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Sean Coleman here. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Credentialed media member with the Grizzlies. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for over four years. Right form over at Grizzly Bear Blues and your host here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. Of course, you can find the show wherever podcasts are available free on all platforms. Make sure you listen, review, and subscribe, and find it right here on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoy the show. Let's others be able to find the show, and in general, just makes the experience of the show as good as it can be for everybody that enjoys it. Also, want to remind you of the title sponsor for our show, and that is prizepicks.com, the best daily fantasy uh, sports site made easy for you. Check out prizepicks.com today. So, obviously, Looking at the Grizzlies season so far, as I had mentioned, you know, at, on yesterday's episode, the Grizzlies are now 24 and 7 over their past two months, and they are 35 and 17 on the season. Third place in the Western Conference, a four game cushion when it comes to ha- being in the third place in the Western Conference, having home court advantage. Without a doubt, the Grizzlies sustainability in terms of being a winner, their ability to transform from a rebuilding team to a sustainable to a sustainable winner. It truly has happened over the past two months. And again, we are seeing this happen without the Grizzlies having been able to have their best lineups out there. Dylan Brooks obviously has basically missed half the season so far. In fact, more than half the season now due to being injured. And the hope is, is that at some point later on this month, the Grizzlies will be able to get him back into the fold and they'll truly have their entire roster at their disposal and they'll be able to figure out the nuances of the best lineups to play together so that they're at their best. So that's the whole thing about it. As special as this season has been so far for the Grizzlies, it needs to be able, it should be understood that it could get even better once they're able to have their best players. But now, in my opinion, since we're in February, the focus for the team on a day-to-day basis does not change, right? They This is a team, this is a coaching staff, Taylor Jenkins especially, who preaches and emphatically preaches taking things one day at a time, taking each game one game at a time, because that allows for the team not to get too high, not to get too low. It lets them focus on the task at hand. But one thing that I do, feel will start to become clear. And this is simply what occurs because of the cushion the Grizzlies have built for themselves, because of how much success they've had over the past few months. The focus is going to be, now that it's February, now that the Grizzlies have the easiest schedule moving forward in the NBA, 
the focus is going to change to how are the Grizzlies going to position themselves to be in the best position possible to advance in the playoffs. It's too early to talk about playoff matchups. It's too early, you know, to talk about, you know, playoff specifics, but we are two and a half months away from the playoffs beginning. And I do think that even if we're not going to talk about playoff specifics, we're not going to talk about playoff matchups, it's very, very important that there starts to be discussions about what the Grizzlies need to do in terms of their approach to the game. Where do they need to really improve for them to be able to get where they want to get this year? And in my opinion, that's at least a second-round berth in the playoffs. Now, again, I've mentioned it. At this point, I, I, I'm not. I care where the Grizzlies go, but this season has already been a resounding success, as I talked about on yesterday's episode, with the progression of John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Taylor Jenkins, Desmond Bain, the rest of the roster. That's one truth that we can set to the side. That absolutely is true. But the Grizzlies also aren't out here playing just to reach a certain point and then be satisfied and move on. They're wanting to take full advantage of where they are in the Western Conference with the confidence knowing that they can play with anybody in a playoff series. And you never know. You saw the Atlanta Hawks last year. You've seen other teams take advantage of this in recent playoff or in recent seasons in the playoffs. You never know when something could break your way. Something could happen outside of your control, that can give your team a good shot of moving further in the playoffs. But for the Grizzlies to be able to do that, for them to be able to do that, they have got to improve when it comes to their three-point shooting and their free-throw shooting. I've talked about it now for nearly a month. I've given you some stats, given you some specifics. The Grizzlies we saw just even on Monday night. The Grizzlies' inability to shoot the three, 6 of 30 from three. The Grizzlies' inability to shoot the free throws, 19 of 28 from the free throw line. That is what cost them the game. And the Grizzlies know this. You ask any of the players on the team, they know that those are areas that they have to improve upon. But the thing is, is that they we've known this for a while. The Grizzlies are winning games because of their ability to create turnovers, because of their ability to play at a fast pace, because of their ability to get offensive rebounds. That possession edge, getting more two-point shots than the other team. Similar to how they won last year, but with John Morant's improved scoring, Desmond Baines' improved scoring, and with the offensive rebounding improvement thanks to Steven Adams, they're doing it at a higher level. And that's fine. Whatever gets you wins in the regular season, by all means, get as many of them as possible. That's the goal in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, you're going to have to be able to shoot threes and shoot free throws consistently because of the fact that rotations get shorter, efficiency, effectiveness gets more important, and the ability to play a balanced offensive approach stands out. But for instance, the Grizzlies right now are 23, are 23rd in the league in three-pointers made per game. They are 26th in free throws made per game. As a matter of fact, when you look over recent history, I put in some, some statistical queries looking at right now with where the Grizzlies are, how have teams fared? who are shooting threes and free throws like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies right now have a little over 1,700 three-point attempts and are shooting 33.7% from three. 
They have just over 1,150 free throw attempts, and they're shooting just under 74% from three. So I put out there through 50 game, 53 games in an NBA season, teams that have had 15 or 100 more three-point attempts while shooting less than 35% from three, and also teams with 1,100 or more free throw attempts shooting less than 75% from the free throw line. Again, through 53 games, these are teams with 1,500 or more three-point attempts shooting 35% or less from three, and 1,100 or more free throw attempts shooting less than 75% from the free throw line. In league history, through 53 games, there are 16 teams that meet that threshold. Of those 16 teams, the Grizzlies are the best team by far. They have 35 wins. Of those 16 teams, only three others, only four of these 16 teams through their 53rd game in the season had a winning record. Only three, only two of them so far have made the playoffs. The Jazz met this threshold in the 2018-2019 season. They were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Oklahoma City did this in the 17-18 season. They were eliminated in the playoffs. So my point is, is that yes, the Grizzlies certainly are playing excellent basketball. They are consistently finding ways to win as they should. That's what matters right now. But in the playoffs, being able to shoot the three and being able to shoot from the free throw line are really, really important. And as you can see, of the 16 teams that have been most similar to the Grizzlies' behavior from three and from the free throw line in recently history, only four of those 16 teams, including the Grizzlies right now, have a winning record or had a winning record 53 games into their season. Only two of those teams made the playoffs, and they were both eliminated in the first round. At this point, the Grizzlies' focus, they know they're going to make the playoffs. What's important is what they need to do to advance in the playoffs, and they're going to have to get significantly better from three and from the free throw line to be able to do that. We'll discuss ways in which they can do that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to discuss a way in which you can make your ability to profit off enjoying daily fantasy sports better, and that's prize picks. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in six seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play to be able to enjoy the action. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point. But you must use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer Available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the promo code NBA to get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax, live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives. Whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year, or you own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising, rand, or, or, or raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you 
from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax live expert through your phone or your computer without leaving your house. TurboTax, TurboTax live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it for you. To TurboTax live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we'll be reviewing, obviously, the game against the Knicks as well as looking at the weekend action for the Grizzlies. Plus, Desmond Bain is a 2022 Rising Stars Challenge participant. But is there are many more players in this game with a higher rising star than Desmond Bain? And could he be? the third best player on that roster. We'll discuss that and much more celebrating Desmond Bain's season once again on tomorrow's Locked on Grizzlies. So discussing the fact that the Grizzlies, we know that they're going to make the playoffs. They know that they're going to make the playoffs. They know it's likely going to be with home court advantage. So we know to this point, the Grizzlies are going to make the playoffs. So as I mentioned, with the focus shifting to February, Upcoming, you've got a big break for the All-Star game, an ability to regroup, get healthy, get, get re-energized, all those different things. Again, not trying to lose focus. You don't want to lose focus at all. With as easy of a schedule as the Grizzlies have remaining, you want to take full advantage of winning as many games as possible. But you also want to get healthy, especially Dylan Brooks. You want to get in some built-in rest for John, Jaron, and Bain and others over the next few months. But the whole point is, is you also want to improve your game approach to be able to play basketball. You know what you've done so far has helped you make the, make the playoffs, but you want to be able to switch what you can do to advance in the playoffs. And of course, as I mentioned, that is shooting the three better and shooting from free throws better. And not much has changed in the behavior of why the Grizzlies are struggling shooting the three and shooting from the free throw line. Now, when it comes to the free throw line, one thing that we have seen, and a lot of this has been because of John Morant getting into the lane more, the Grizzlies putting more of a focus into getting in the lane after, you know, since over the past 10 to 14 days, they've been without their best shooters. The Grizzlies are improving their ability to get to the free throw line on a consistent basis. Again, that's a byproduct of the fact that they're attempting less threes because they have been without their best shooters. But the unfortunate thing is, is while the quantity has been on an increase just naturally because you're going to make more free throws as you attempt them, the accuracy still is certainly a struggle. But for me, the biggest thing for the Grizzlies is the same thing that was there in the past. The Grizzlies are right now a top 10 team when it comes to creating their own shot from three. They still are not doing it as often as other teams are. They're still a little bit below average when it comes to creating their own shots for three per game. But the Grizzlies have a top 10 three-point percentage, and they have a top 10 effective field goal percentage on pull-up opportunities. That's what I mentioned. I talked about it in their season series so far against the Denver Nuggets. This Grizzlies team, with the improvement of, of, of Desmond Bain, Jaw, Jaron Jackson Jr., and others, this Grizzlies team has, took, has taken a significant step forward in creating their own shot. The thing is, though, is as I mentioned in a few months ago in an episode, of your overall three-point attempts, 
only a small portion, only about a quarter to 30% of a team's three-point opportunities per game are going to be pull-up opportunities. The rest are going to be catch-and-shoot or assisted three-point opportunities. And where do the Grizzlies lie on that? In the bottom third of the league. And beyond that, the Grizzlies are also towards the bottom third of the league on uncontested three-point shots, on open three-point shots. That's the thing about it. The Grizzlies are getting good opportunities. They're getting high percentage looks. They're just not converting them. We've talked about it all season long. We've seen it all season long. The Grizzlies, when it comes to having space, and having a created three-point opportunity, they are one of the least efficient teams in the NBA in making those shots. Now, one of the things that stands out is that despite Desmond Bain and despite John Morant's overall three-point improvements, you have John Conchar, you have Tyus Jones who have improved as well. Beyond that, you're struggling. You've seen the Anthony Melton's three-point ability regress from last year. You've seen Kyle Anderson's regress. Jaron Jackson Jr. has not been able to approach what he did two years ago. The rest of the bench themselves, Brandon Clark has become a non-factor from three. Besides Bain, besides Morant, besides Tyus Jones, besides John Conchar, and you obviously have a significant drop-off when you go from Morant and when you go from Bain, Tatias, and Conchar. Besides those four players, the Grizzlies overall have struggled from three this year. We're talking about for significant stretches beyond those four players, you're basically looking at the rest of the roster shooting less than 30% combined from three, despite the fact the Grizzlies are 24 and seven over the past two months. Obviously, Dylan Brooks coming back hopefully gets the Grizzlies, another three-point shooter, gets them another player that they could utilize in the corner. I see, saw a few folks talking about, you know, hey, if Dylan Brooks would be back, it would have been him in the corner instead of Zaire Williams. Listen, you take that shot all day long. John Morant made the right call on Monday night, getting the ball out to Zaire Williams for that shot. But I agree. Dylan Brooks probably is a better option because he was one of the best corner three-point shooting options in the league last year. So I'm not saying that the key to the Grizzlies' success is getting Dylan Brooks back, and then he is the reason why they win a playoff series. That could be it. If he plays like he did last year in the playoffs, absolutely it could be it. But at the very least, that gives you another outside threat to utilize. But this also brings me to another point with it being trade deadline season. Do the Grizzlies potentially notice their struggles to shoot the three, their struggles to shoot from the free throw line. Again, three-point shooting has always been the, the, the next step up. And we've taken advantage of a little bit of that step up for, for a franchise because of our improvement in shooting, you know, shots that are created. This team has taken the next step in terms of creating its own shot from three. But I talked about it before the season, this being the deepest three-point shooting roster in franchise history. It hasn't lived up, lived up to the billing because the easier shots you expect this team to make, they haven't made it a high frequency. They're going to have to start making those shots more often to get to, they want to, to, get to where they want to get. But also, hey, you can't get a more open shot than a free throw 
<clears throat> they're going to have to make that as well. But my point is, as you're getting Dylan Brooks back, does this impact their trade deadline approach? I could see it. I could see if they, we know that the Grizzlies are searching for wing depth. Could it be wing depth where it's a pure shooting specialist? I don't necessarily know if the Grizzlies are going to pay a price just to bring in a shooting specialist. But could it be the Grizzlies going to get <clears throat> an established NBA talent with good shooting potential? Sure. Sure. That's why I mentioned a Kenrich Williams or a Kyle Kuzma or, you know, a Terrence Ross or somebody like that. Some players, and I'm not saying the Grizzlies are going to go after those players. I'm just pointing out that I would imagine that if the Grizzlies are going to go try to get wing depth, they're going to go get someone with shooting upside. And as you can see, a big reason why is because that's the one area the Grizzlies really need to improve to where they want to be. Again, the whole thing now with transfer into February we know where the Grizzlies are. We know where they want to go. How do they get there in the playoffs? That's shooting the three and shooting free throws better. And the thing about it is this, is that the area for them to improve, it's clear. Make your open shots. But you got to have your personnel in place to do that. And that makes you wonder if potentially a personnel change or two, nothing significant, but a personnel change or two, could potentially happen before the trade deadline to give the Grizzlies another option to improve in that area. But of course, with all this being said, it starts tonight against the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. The best arena, well, depending on your opinion, what has been one of the best arenas, one of the best settings for basketball in NBA history, the Grizzlies visit tonight to take on the Knicks. And the three-point shooting, is going to come up as a big need for Memphis. I'll discuss that in just a moment. But before I do, I want to talk with you a bit more about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Just like you'd like the Grizzlies to be able to have options to shoot the three more, more consistently, to shoot free throws more consistently, I can tell you this, one consistent part of Built Bar is you're going to be able to enjoy whatever flavor you choose no matter what. Over 18 different flavors to choose from at Built.com. Have it in the morning for breakfast and the afternoon as a snack. Whenever you enjoy it, you actually can enjoy it even more because if you go to Built.com right now, Put in the promo code locked on, you'll or locked 15, you'll get 15% off your next order for Built Bar. Go to build.com, put in the promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Can't thank you so much. Can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but check out the Locked On NFL podcast network of your choice as well. Obviously, the Bengals and the Rams are in the Super Bowl, but so many other teams offseason has started, and there's also obviously Plenty of other storylines going on when it comes to the NFL. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL show of your choice as your second listen of the day after Locked On Grizzlies. And want to remind you of our trade deadline special. We are less than a, we are less than ten days away from the 2022 NBA trade deadline. From two to four on February 10th. The Locked On NBA podcast will have a live trade show. I may make an appearance if the Grizzlies make a move, but with live look-ins, live expert opinions on all the activity that's going on, check out the Locked On NBA podcast network's trade trade show, NBA trade deadline show from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on February 10th. So the Grizzlies take their tour, take their Northeast tour to New York City to face off against the New York Knicks. And of course, as I had mentioned, 
on Monday's show and on Tuesday's show. John Morant right now is making some history with the runs that he is having. Again, he currently is on a streak where he's only the third player since the year 2000 to have now seven straight games of 30 or more points. The only two other players to do that are LeBron James Kevin, and Kevin Durant. And so now John Morant takes this scoring tour to New York City. And you've seen some, some fun things. You've seen some um, fun guesses as to how much John Morant could shine tonight on arguably the biggest stage in the NBA, Madison Square Garden in New York City. And there's a good chance, the way John Morant's playing right now, he absolutely could do exactly that. He could go off for one of those memorable Madison Square Garden appearances that we all know all the game's best superstars have in their pocket. Each superstar, it seems, at some point in their career, they have a memorable Madison Square Garden performance in their pocket, and we could see this tonight from John Moran. But I will say this, it's going to be a bit tough. This New York Knicks team, despite the fact that they have severely regressed from last year, they still are a Tom Thibodeau coach team, which means that they are going to be very effective on defense. As a matter of fact, over the past 15 games in the month of January, the Knicks were a top 10 defense. They've been hovering around a top 10 defense all season long. And a big reason why is because of their ability to defend the paint and defend defend inside the arc. The Grizzlies are going to have a tougher time, in my opinion, operating inside the arc and inside the paint tonight than they do against most teams of the Knicks caliber because of how good the Knicks are at defending the paint. The Knicks also are among the top 10 teams in the league at being able to prevent offensive rebounding. And with Steven Adams potentially questionable for the game, if he's not able to go tonight, this could start to make things interesting. On paper, this should be a game that the Grizzlies look to win. But if Steven Adams is not playing tonight, that takes a you know consistent avenue. That takes a reliable avenue of success for the Grizzlies. It may take it away because you've lost your best offensive rebounder. And the Knicks themselves are very good at limiting teams' ability to get offensive rebounds. But the other thing that stands out is the Knicks are an above-average three-point shooting teams themselves. That's the better part of their offense. But they also are a bit prone to letting other teams shoot the three. So my point is this. Tonight's going to be a night where the Grizzlies need to make their three-point shots. That is absolutely correct. For the Grizzlies to get a victory tonight and for them to be able to set the tone early, as they like to do, set the tone early, and then from there, get a lead and keep it, they're going to need to be the team shooting the three-wheel. If the Grizzlies get into tonight and they're they're having another first half where they're 3 of 15 from 3, 4 of 16, 2 for 11, what have you, it could be a big struggle tonight for the Grizzlies because the Knicks are going to make life tough on John Morant. They have the bodies to do it. They have the concepts, obviously, as well. Now. We're getting to the point to where right now, John Moran is basically matchup proof. He could go off for 30 points. Obviously, that's all he's been doing, thankfully, over the past seven games. So I'm not saying I'm doubting John Moran's ability to be able to score 30 points and be the best offensive player in this game. What I am saying is, 
is I think the importance of the Grizzlies hitting threes consistently are going to be more important tonight with how the Knicks play basketball. This would be a night for the for Jaron Jackson Jr. to have a good shooting night from three. This would be a night for the corner threes to be featured more with Zaire and Kyle Anderson and Melton and others. This would be a great night for the bench unit to be able to find their offensive spark, for them to be able to get back to where you have a combo of Melton and Tyus or Tyus and Clark or Melton and Clark getting over 25 points combined. This is the type of night where you certainly do need that. It's also a great night for Desmond Bain to maybe set a new career high in threes. Who knows? That's what Madison Square Garden does for these players. It makes them obviously want to play to a new level. But that's the big key tonight for Memphis. Defending the three, making threes, and having a complete team effort when it comes to the scoring ability of this roster. A big night from the bench. Jaron Jackson Jr. stepping up and being able to have one of his more successful nights in recent games when it comes to shooting the three. Those are the types of developments the Grizzlies will need to be able to do tonight. And if they could do it, if, if none of these things happen, can the Grizzlies still win? Sure. My whole point is, is on the road against a tough defensive team, these are things you need to happen to get another convincing victory. The Grizzlies are fully capable of doing it. They just need to step up and get the job done. Defending the three, making threes, an entire effort when it comes to scoring to support Jaw, and a big development would be if the Grizzlies bench can get back to where they have a duo scoring 25-plus points to be able to have enough offense to where you figure that you're going to have a good enough defensive effort to get the job done. It'll certainly be interesting to see. So plenty of things to look forward to. As I've discussed all episode long, shooting the threes better, especially when it comes to open shots, making free throws. Those are two key growth areas for this team to be able to get to where they want to get to advance in the playoffs. These are things that must happen for them to be able to advance in the playoffs. And it's a great start if they can do it on the road against a good defensive team in the New York Knicks tonight. Obviously, Julius Randle has not been where he was last year, but he has certainly had good career games against Memphis. It was his efforts and R.J. Barrett's efforts last year when the Grizzlies beat New York that led to them getting a big come-from-behind victory that was hard to believe with how well the Grizzlies were playing. Through three quarters, the Grizzlies looked like they were going to win, but then R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle went off as a duo, and the Grizzlies wound up losing in overtime. Though R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle have had their struggles this year, the Grizzlies have to make sure they don't step up as a duo and deliver in this game. And just a bit of food for thought. Overall, in franchise history, the Grizzlies have had 30 players score 30 or more points in the times that they've played in New York. Pau Gasol, Mike Miller, and Zach Randolph have all scored 30 points in the Garden and the Grizzlies' franchise record for most points scored against the Knicks on the road is 36 points. We'll see if John Morant can eclipse that and make even more franchise history for Memphis. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Looking for the Grizzlies to get their first win on this road trip and really get February started off on the right foot. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.